Hi, I'm James Schellinglaw, and I'm here in Las Vegas still, and I'm here at the Signature Conference. We come here every year, and this gentleman here, we try to interview every year as well, and I see him a lot on the road in various places all over the world. I think we saw each other on a cruise ship this summer. Um, now, let's. T uh, it's Alex Sharp, who's president and CEO of Signature Travel Network. Now, we're going to talk about uh, this conference. We're going to talk about the state of Signature today and a whole lot more on Insider Travel Report. Alex, first of all, it's great to be here. Thank you for inviting me. It's fantastic. Thanks it's it's, it's a good conference. And let's start off with this conference. This is, I think, your largest to date, right? It is. It's our largest to date. It's been a whirlwind. I mean, it's always a busy week. Mm -hmm. It's always a busy, well, few days. It feels like two weeks, but uh, a busy few days. And this year, it's, it's just even more invigorating, more exciting, because we have 500 more advisors than we've ever had. We have more partners than we've ever had. So it's been it's been a lot of fun. So roughly how many attendees do you have? Uh, just about, just over 2,600 okay. attendees. And a lot more travel advisors. And new, I saw a lot of newbies for this, new, new, new to this conference, right? New to this conference. We have about 250 new to industry, about mm -hmm. 700 that have never I met a few conference. Yeah. yeah. And uh, about 700 that are new to, to this conference. Some of them are new to signature or new to the industry uh, or, or just you know, for whatever reason, hadn't been here before, and and we drew them out this year. They needed they needed a few days with our partners and with our team, and so it's great to have them here. Well, it's great because if I think last couple of years we you know post COVID and everything else, the numbers were kind of depressed, but here you are back and, and strong. Yeah, absolutely, and I think some of it is look, everyone is extremely busy still. But it has come down a little bit from the chaos of this time last year and earlier this year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what we said to owners were they needed to invest in their advisors. They needed to get them here because, you know, if all they're doing is bookings and rebookings and, and all these details, they lose sight of why they're in this business. Mm -hmm. And when you come to something like this and you're surrounded by a thousand partners and you're talking about destination, you're talking about new product, you're talking with your, you know, your other advisors, right, that are in the similar situation as you you get inspired, you get invigorated, right? You, you get to hear Ignacio Maza speak for, for an hour, that'll get you charged up, and that's only gonna help everyone's sales going into 2024. No, it's great. Now, let's talk about the state of Signature Net Travel Network as a whole. Roughly, how many members do you have now? So, here in the U.S., just over 200 agency shareholders. Mm -hmm. Uh, internationally, another 80 or so international agencies, and they're what we call affiliates, international affiliates, and they are focused on our hotel and resort program and our destination specialist program. So not full members, but some of them are here with us this week as well. And, uh, you know, in terms of how many travel advisors in the network, would you say? That piece has really grown. The overall number of agencies hasn't grown too much because we've had a lot of consolidation through COVID. We have brought on some great new members, but the number of advisors has grown. We're over 15,000 advisors now, which is incredible. Well, that's great. Now, and you've said to me before, you're not really looking to aggressively grow. Uh, you're going to pick and choose, and you've had a few great members over the years. I mean, Cruise Planners came in uh, last year when we were here, and Michelle is here. Shelfie is here, uh, but how do I become a member of Signature that someone you'd really like to, to uh, make part of your group? Yeah, most of them are referrals. Uh, you know, we start with culture. How do they fit culturally? Uh, we want to show them our tools and technology. Mm -hmm. And you can see, you know, when their eyes light up and they say, gosh, we need that, we need that, we need that. We know that we can help them grow. And that's just it. I mean, this is this business. Yes, the overall amount of business is important. What you do, you want to be relevant to your partners, but it's all about growth. 
right? And if you don't have people, and we don't expect them to engage in every single thing we do, but to identify the pieces that are that fit best with their business. And if there's enough of those and they're the right cultural fit, then we want them in. Yeah. But there's a there's a value to being about 200 members. I know every single member. Mm-hmm. I know them, I know their families, I know why they sell this brand versus that brand. And everybody in our company understands the same thing. So we are these middle people who can connect them with other members, who can connect them with partners, who can help them solve problems. And you know, if we were thousands or even several hundred, that's much harder to do. And, and I like to, to have that kind of personal interaction. It means for a lot of hugs and, and uh, you know. You can do now after COVID. You can do. I did some of them. I did some of them last year and the year before even because uh, I just needed hugs. But the, uh, it, I think it really sets us apart. It makes us a better partner to both the member and to the suppliers. And I think you've told me in the past that when there is a member that wants to sell, very often it's another signature agency that, that merges with them, right? Well, let's face it, like travel advisors, travel agency owners, they don't love change, right? Changing a GDS, changing their CRM, changing their consortia, that stuff is hard. And, and I think, you know, because our members get so engaged with us, they get so connected with us, when it's time to go and they think about their advisors they're gonna leave behind because they're gonna sell their agency, they know that it's easy, an easier transition when it's another signature member. So that's where they always start. Mm-hmm. You know, there might be an odd occasion where there isn't a right fit or they don't get the right deal, but very infrequently and not for many years, frankly, that I can think of. Absolutely. Now, let's get to the, the heart of the matter. How have sales been for uh, 2023 versus, let's say, last year or versus 2019? Everybody compares to 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what is it looking like right now? I know you mentioned there might be a little, there was a little softness in the last month or so, but is it generally? been pretty good. It's been fantastic. I mean, our numbers, you know, have to kind of push back on the team a bit because we've added so many members Mm -hmm. and we've grown so much through COVID. We added over a billion dollars in preferred supplier sales during COVID or the potential for a billion dollars, you know, members who had done that in the past. And so, you know, we look at some of our numbers, Cruise is up 95% year on year, but we go back to what are we up on a same store basis? What are advisors, what should their portfolios look like? And so everyone's seeing this growth and in that 35 to 40% range across the board, they're seeing that and that's great. And so people should use that more, we say internally as the benchmark for how are you doing next year? Over 60% of our 23 business is already on the books for 24. That's amazing. So you think about, you know, where we are, how far out people are booking. And then, you know, you mentioned, you know, I said from the stage that, you know, the future's bright, but let's face it, we're back to regular, right? We've been, this has been euphoria the last year, just bookings after bookings. So now we finally reached the new normal, huh? The new normal, which is the old normal in many ways, right? And that is, we're in an industry that's more exposed than any other industry in the world in terms of stuff's going to go wrong, right? There's going to be, you know, whether it be uh, regional terrorist events or whatever it is, right? There's going to be airline strikes. There's going to be all these things. And that's, in my mind, it what makes it's what makes this industry so interesting. It's what makes it so frustrating at times, but it's what earns the value for the travel advisor because it's how they overcome that for their customer that really solidifies the relationship, right? You, you don't really know how good someone is until something goes wrong. Yeah. Well, in this industry, something's always gonna go wrong. Absolutely. So this is the opportunity. So, you know, gosh, it's horrible what's happening in Israel right now. But in the scheme of things, this is what's happened in our industry 
you know, in different ways and different iterations of it for the last forever. And you and I have gone through all of that. And then one of the biggest ones, of course, was the COVID, the pandemic. And as we've emerged, finally, we can say, I think we've emerged. What is the biggest surprise to you about the way that the travel industry and, and your group has emerged from this? Well, you know, I think we all had those moments during the pandemic where, you know, you questioned whether it was going to end ever. Right. And would people come out of it different? And I would say they did. Certainly the consumer came out of it different, much more reliance on a travel advisor, much more focused on wanting to, to, to utilize their, their vacation time uh, and make sure they got the most out of it, which is all good for our business. That's why we've had this incredible year and, and why 2024 will be such a good year. But for the advisors, we really spent a lot of time digging in. How do they become more efficient? How do they stay relevant? They rethought their fee structures, their technology, they're using all these things, and they're reaping those rewards now. We are doing more with less, you know, and now there's a lot of new people entrance into the marketplace, uh, uh, advisors coming in, which is great. But the, the other advisors have done more with less for the last year and a half than they thought was possible. Right. And so that it didn't surprise me, but it's really been the, you know, the kind of the, the proud moment where people listen, people dug in, people use that time to make sure they didn't waste, you know, the, the, the pandemic and they're reaping the rewards now. So I think that's the coolest thing. Well, and then another thing is that all of a sudden, uh, being a travel advisor is a cool thing to be, and it's a growing it profession, right? It is, it's cool. I have my 21-year-old son here uh, who's, you know, working 10 hours a week at an agency, interned at another agency this summer. You know, he saw this whole conference for the first time. He's walking around with a thousand partners and 500 booths or more, whatever it is. And he's just going, oh my gosh, the whole world is here. And he's a spoiled Brad, who's been to probably 50 countries at 21 years old, and he's saying, this is so cool. And, you know, he's a business major and will probably go into finance, but you can be in finance in any industry. Why would you not want to be part of this industry in some way, shape or form? And certainly being an advisor is, is, a, is a very hands-on way, right, to, to be part of this industry and I think very rewarding. Well, I can, can't wait till he goes get that initial finance job and then suddenly realize, goes come screaming back to you and says, Dad, get me, get me, get me another travel agency and I, I want to really be an advisor and I want to travel the world and earn a lot of money. And, and do a great thing There's like a that. minor in entrepreneurship. So right. I have in the back of my mind, maybe someday, right, after he kind of learns the ropes, he'll say, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to do what these travel agency owners do. And then he what can else? take care of, care of you in your old age, right? I need that. <laughs> I need someone to get in here and get some travel benefits before I bow out. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, now, let's talk to, we mentioned Ignacio Maza. I mean, now, Ignacio has been here for a long time. He's been really kind of the heart and soul. Uh, you and I, we don't have our, I love Ignacio badges here. I on all day uh, yesterday. <laughs> I got to find that coat. Yeah, yeah it, it's an interesting time. I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a loyal person. And, you know, when Ignacio, when I came in, I said to Michelle before I accepted the- Michelle Morgan. Michelle Morgan, my predecessor. I said, I need to talk to Ignacio Maza. I need to talk to Karen Yates. Mm -hmm. They had both been here a good long while and I thought were kind of the two real differentiators at that time since you know there's some other great players in our sure. organization. And I wanted to make sure that, that what their plans were. You know, how do they feel about the organization? How long do they want to stay? And they were both really upfront and they were excited about the opportunity for me and for them. And, uh, you know, about five years ago, I went to Ignacio and, and he's, 
you know, I, I was, I hope, you know, he has many years left in this industry, but I said, you know, what's your plan? He says, you know, maybe I want to work five more years full time. And I said, how do we make the last five years your best five years? Mm-hmm. We owe that. I mean, the industry owes that to Ignacio, in my humble opinion. Um, and where he gets his energy from, where he, he gets his joy from is, is sharing his knowledge, inspiring advisors. So I said, okay, you do luxury better than anyone, I think, in the industry. You do destinations better than anyone in the industry. How do we get you on stage more? How do we get you writing more? He loves to write. How do we, how do we get you to, to show this next generation of advisors and even the current ones how to be comfortable selling luxury, right? And how to be able to do it. And, uh, and it's flourished. I mean, look, COVID came in the middle and you know, Ignacio on Zoom is pretty damn good, but it's not as good as Ignacio was on stage yesterday. And, uh, and we've had a great five years and he's, he's really helped so many people understand and grow their luxury business, both on the partner side and on, on the member side. So he came to me and said, hey, I want to work a little bit less. I think, you know, I said it from the stage yesterday, it's the perfect deal for him. He gets to cherry pick the things that he loves, which is standing on stage and presenting to our members, doing seminars, writing in, uh, you know, he's the, uh, one of the editors for our luxury publication. He does so many things like that. But he's going to shed the day-to-day stuff. And he's, uh, you know, the emails and the phone calls and that kind of stuff. And he's just going to travel more. I tell you, getting paid to travel is not a bad gig. I hear that. Maybe. I think we, you got the wrong <laughs> job. I think we, we got to go with him. I got to tell you. And, and you know, that's a win for us, yeah. right? I want more Ignacio. I want Ignacio around more and, and every day. But if I was going to give that up for something else, him traveling creates so much more inspiration, mm-hmm. creates so much more content. Uh, it will make us better. And so, you know, he has a lifetime contract. He can do this as long as he wants. He's always invited. Um, there's just no one like him in the industry. So, you know, I, I've worked with Ignacio now for 13 years. Um, it's an absolute privilege. He's one of the smartest people I've ever met, let alone in the travel industry. And I'm glad that we're able to still be part of his life as he takes the next step and, and does that. And, and we're just happy for him. No, absolutely. He's an f- incredible resource. And you guys, it looks like this is a great role for him uh, going forward. As I said, I want that role too. It's, it's amazing <laughs> that he's done. And I've known him for forever. I mean, even before he got the signature, I knew oh, him. Oh, yeah. And uh, he really is. An he's ama- been around. He knows where all the bodies are buried. I know. That's the danger, actually. But that's another story. Uh, now, I want to give you a little chance to talk about your, your kind of giving back program, your Travel Elevates program, and how that's progressed. And it's obviously you're, you're really focused on that here. Uh, talk a little bit about that and, and what you're doing with that. Sure. So Travel Elevates is our 501c3 that we started. If you think travel was hard during the pandemic, we started a, a travel charity just before the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, but I would say this, it, it is about giving back. Absolutely. It's about all the good things that come from that. But there's also a lot of good commercial reasons to be doing this uh, for us and for our advisors. We believe, uh, so Travel Elevates, I'll backtrack for a second. There's, there's two kind of distinct paths. One is we identify and fund great projects for other charities around the world. Mm-hmm. Really cool places where our customers go, you know, in Africa and in South America and so on and so forth. So we're proud of that. It creates great content. It creates great opportunities to highlight the great work that's happening in these places. But the other side of it, I would say, is even more important and near and dear to my heart. It's how do we facilitate for our advisors to pick up a little three-hour program or a little extra for these itineraries where they're sending people all around the world, mm. right? That will help them get closer to the culture, yeah. 
you know, they could get their hands dirty, they don't have to get their hands dirty, but they're gonna get closer to the people, they're gonna understand it, they're gonna get back, have some impact in some way. And my experience is, you know, without question, that's always the highlight. It's the unplanned thing where they oh, spent, sure. yeah, you know, spent time in a village and they helped the family or they, whatever it was, they visited a school or they served in a soup kitchen or whatever it is. And we know that our partners, particularly our destination specialists and our tourism, bo- our tourism boards and our tour operators, they're giving back in their own communities. Mm-hmm. Again, because it's the right thing to do, but also if you're a hotel somewhere, if you're a hotel in Dominican Republic, mm-hmm. you're gonna support the local community where you get all your employees from. You're going to help build schools. You're going to have medical facilities. You're going to do those things. So for us to be able to participate in that brings it full circle. We know that those things are going to enhance their their vacation, and we know that that then is going to create more business and return business. So that's what Travel Elevates is about. It's how do we find all the different opportunities for advisors to partner or add one little piece of impact travel to an itinerary. Absolutely, and you've even highlighted, I think you have a dedicated publication too for Travel of Elevates that you introduced this past year, right? Uh, just, just now, it's our first uh, first volume, the Travel Elevates magazine. It's, it's great, and again, it's to create inspiration amongst those customers. Sometimes they just don't think about it. I find that, we'll call it charity work, right? Local charity work. I'll go out and do stuff with my family. And other families will say, well, why didn't you call me? We wanted to help too. And I'm thinking, well, you know where the charity is. Why didn't you go? Yeah. Right? People need it to be served up to them. They need it to be easy. And a travel advisor is in such a great position. We're going to send over a million and a half customers on vacation this year. Mm-hmm. How do we impact? I don't know if it's 1%, 5%, 10%. How do we get them to do something while they're going, ensuring that the place is better, the places they're visiting are better, when they leave than when they got there. But more importantly, I would say, touching them in a special way so that you know, we know what travel does. We know when you come back from traveling somewhere, you're more empathetic, you, you understand the cultures better. You know, how people today, I'll give you an example, how people are experiencing this war that Israel has in Gaza. Certainly, Jewish customers and Jewish people experience it one way. People who have visited Israel experience it differently than people who haven't visited Israel. Because you understand what that culture is like. You know what those people are about. You understand, you know, the the relationship between the Palestinians and the Israelis because you've lived it, even if it's for a week. You've lived it. And you also understand how close everything is together. Oh, 100%. Like yeah. The geography of it all. So I just feel like the more we can dig in, the better the people are going to be when they come back. And certainly the opportunity for them to want to travel more and, and, and do more of that is there. Now, a good example of that is where you just held your owner's meeting in Maui. Uh, and, and now you were up on stage saying, look, you got to start book, booking your customers into Maui. This is what they this is their livelihood. And, the, you know, the vast part of Maui is fine. It's just certain areas in Lahaina and things like that that are not. And what was your experience there uh, when you were there? And, and you said you were some of the first customers back. Uh, it was in, I think, September, right? Yes. Uh, we were back. It was less than a month after the fires. Um, you know, I got, we got a lot of credit for deciding to go. But when you do the research and you dig in, you talk to the right people, it was very evident that that was the right thing to do. I told our members, I said, anyone who had trepidation about coming had already uh, lost that trepidation and cried by the time they got to the hotel. And someone said, oh, they went by Lahaina. I said, no, we were nowhere close to Lahaina. It was the people, 
right? It was the baggage handler that hugged them for coming. It was the car service who hadn't worked in three weeks that told of their story. It was the person who checked them in at the hotel. Everyone had cried by the time they got to their room, right? And it was just so moving. And so, you know, the meeting was great but this gave it purpose, yeah. right? And so we raised great money and we, we brought a lot of supplies and we did those things. But I keep saying, and I'll keep saying it, our job is to educate our customers, right? And make sure they're coming back and they're going to these destinations. Morocco is a great example as well. And now, you know, Morocco feels and looks a little bit differently because of where it sits and, and everything that's going on in the Mideast. But the, um, the, the opportunity in Hawaii, in Maui is, send customers, right? right? I mean, the money's gonna run out that we raised, the the supplies are already gone, but if we can get customers there for festive, more customers, and we can fill those hotels, those people are working. 85% of the economy in Maui is tourism. Traveling tourism, absolutely. unbelievable. Well, it's it's what it is, and it's great. And the same for Morocco, they have some incredible destinations, and some of the big ones we know were not really affected by that earthquake. No, they weren't. I mean, it was really, you know, we had just been there, my wife and I, in, in, in February, and the Atlas Mountains and we were hiking and we had a great time there, but that's really where the where, where the damage was. And so, you know, we worked with Abercrombie and Kent Philanthropy, a great example of, of, of our tour operators giving back and really focused on it, understanding the value for the clients. And, uh, and we raised money and they bought as many tents as they could find, these big format tents for people in the mountains that needed shelter. But they weren't there was no one to, I won't say no one to help, but there was very few people to help in Marrakesh. And certainly Fez was unharmed and Casablanca was unharmed. But if we let the, you know, if we let the news cycle dictate, there won't be, there won't be demand for Morocco for two years because people will think, oh, they're recovering from this terrible earthquake. And the fact of the matter is it was terrible, but it was in a different place than where they think it was. And the impact on, on a tourist is much less than what uh, than what people would imagine. And if they don't go, the impact is even more. I'll, I'll share one thing from Hawaii. Um, one of the locals said, whatever, whatever the fires didn't kill, an empty island will. Absolutely. And that's how I feel about all these places. We have to get people there. Absolutely, and that's what we—that's our job is tra- in travel and tourism. Now, uh, to close out uh, to our 127,000 advisors out there looking at this, uh, give us an give us kind of what the future holds for Signature. Where do you want to be next year, five years? Uh, uh, what, what you know, you're doing great, right? I mean, this is this is kind of the height. I mean, with crisis non notwithstanding, whether it's Maui or Morocco or Israel, uh, and and you are really the sales are great. You, you got a good stable membership base where do you want to be yeah i think it's you know we're a member owned organization so we serve our members so as long as we're serving them we're not focused on the next big highlight and the rest of it but frankly travel elevates i want that to to grow i want people to incorporate those things into their itineraries more easily more frequently i want to make sure that we're there to support there's some great technology things i know you'll talk to karen about or you have uh in terms of the different things that we're launching that will help them, but it's all about relevance, reach, efficiency. And we just want, we're not the stars, right? The advisors are the stars. So how do we just make them, you know, continue to make them look better and better to their customers, connect our partners with the advisors in a more meaningful way and, uh, and get out of the way, right? It's not about us, yeah. it's about them. 
Absolutely. Now, of course, and then you made a big splash at this conference when you uh, booked uh, for your big gala evening, uh, The Sphere, which everyone uh, is going on. You and I are going there tonight, right? Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. The, um, you know, it makes a lot of sense. You know, in this industry, there's very few things that have kind of taken hold of all of social media, travel, everything. I mean, who would have thought you could build one building in, in, in Las Vegas and everyone in the world would know about it, right? And it happens to be attached to uh, the Venetian Palazzo where we have this conference. So it's an easy little walk across a bridge there. So we're excited about that. And, and frankly, these advisors have had a record year. They've also had a hell of a year. It's been a hard year. It's been a hard five years or four years, whatever it is. They deserve something special. So we're going to do that and we'll go have a great time and uh, come back and have an after hours party and go till dawn, right? That's the plan. That's the plan. I tell you what, I'll see you there. Now, Alex, again, thank you for inviting me to this event. It's always a great event and uh, I'm looking forward to next year. Uh, but you've done a great job with this organization and also with this meeting and uh, we look for more and bigger things to come. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you getting the word out. Um, we're just so proud uh, of this year and excited about the future. So thanks for everything. We're going to celebrate tonight at the Sphere and uh, look forward to seeing everyone on the road. Thank you. I'm James Schillinglaw and this is Insider Travel Report.